Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A listener production. If this interview raises any concerns for you, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Hey, I'm pro surfer and mental health advocate, Kubi Chapman, and this is Good Humans. Today's guest has an absolute heart of gold and one of the most inspiring stories of resilience I've ever heard. He reached out to me through social media to let me know how much this podcast has meant to him and his brother and how inspired he has been from all of our previous guests. I flew him up to the Gold Coast to come hang out with me and the Good Human Factory and he was kind enough to sit down with me and share his story for all of you guys to listen to and hopefully be inspired by too. Welcome to the podcast, Zach Hoisler. Thank you very much, mate. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so Zach's up here right now for a couple days with me on the north coast of New South Wales where I live. We've been having a really awesome time going surfing, wakeboarding and just catching up and getting to know each other a bit better. And once I've got to know him a little bit better, I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. So Zach, tell me a little bit about your upbringing and tell me a little bit about where you're from, what's been going on in life down in where you're from. Um, yeah, so I grew up in the Adelaide Hills of South Australia. Um, yeah, it was a pretty cool, chilled out upbringing. Um, yeah, we didn't have much as such kind of growing up. Um, but yeah, mum and dad were pretty awesome. We had a little bit of land and yeah, we just had motorbikes cruising around. We kind of did a whole lot of everything. We're pretty lucky uh, with our upbringing growing up. So yeah, that was pretty awesome. The folks kind of moved from the Adelaide Hills probably about five years ago. They actually moved down the beach um, they said, you're either coming with us or you're going. So <laughs> I ended up um, moving into the big city and kind of get cracking on my working life and, um, yeah, kind of life as it is now. So it was pretty cool. One person I know that you probably have called your best mate your whole life is your brother. And growing up, what was your relationship like with your brother? I was unreal. We, uh, yeah, we're actually like joined at the hip virtually. Um, yeah, ever since we were little, like... We'd always have our moments like kids do. You always like beat each other up and God knows what. But yeah, we were just joined at the hip, like all sport together, like wanted to get the motorbikes out. We had to do it together. Like everything was just both of us together virtually. And I was, yeah, very grateful for that. Because yeah, it's not every day you get to have a, a bond with your sibling. I think quite like mine and my brothers. Yeah, we're just yeah, super close. Always have. So yeah. Yeah, it's obviously really nice looking back and reminiscing your childhood, having that relationship with your brother. You got any certain memories or certain trips that you went on as a kid that you can look back on now and just be like, wow, those were special moments? Anyone that comes to mind that you want to share? Yeah, there's yeah, this one trip um, that really, I think that really made us super connected. Um, I reckon we were in our late, teens I reckon 
I would have been 19 and yeah, he would have been about 17. And um, yeah, we actually said to our mum and dad, um, we want to go to Hawaii. We want to go watch the Pipe Masters and we want to go and do it together. And yeah, it was unreal mum and dad because we haven't really done a heap, heap of travelling by then. Like we've been over to Indo a few times and done a heap of kind of trips around Australia and stuff. But yeah, we just said to mum and dad, we want to go and do it together by ourselves. And mum and dad were just like, uh, what? <laughs> but yeah, they let us go. And yeah, myself and Luke packed up our stuff and packed up our boards. And yeah, we actually headed over to Hawaii for, um, yeah, about three weeks. Um, we went and watched the Pipe Masters and which was an amazing experience just seeing these, like our idols just catching these absolute bombs and yeah, we just did all this stuff together. It was just incredible. And I think that really like brought us so close. Like we already were so close, but that just like sewed it up, I guess, for us. Like anything and everything we go through, we do it together. And I think that trip is what really um, instilled that in us, I think. Yeah, the experience of being over there in Hawaii is such a special thing. What sort of waves did you surf? Did you get to spend much time on the North Shore or was it just kind of? Yeah, we were. Like we spent most of the time on an, on the North Shore. We surfed a fair bit like um, this little point near Turtle Bay Resort. It's like, yeah, this right off of these um, like rocks and stuff. We spent a bit of time there and just some other like random spots kind of cruising along all the um, like the highway kind of there but yeah we definitely weren't game enough to go and hit it with the boys that's for sure some of those waves were just yeah mental yeah it was absolutely macking when we were there so it was awesome but yeah we just had an absolute ball we just yeah surfed pretty much every day we could and go on hiking and yeah we actually ended up somehow we'd just rock up at the right place at the right time and like met like our favorite surfers going around and it was just so cool who were a few of the surfers you met? Uh, we met Julian Wilson. I love Julian Wilson, myself and my brother. We got to meet Mick Fanning. I know Pinnacles, I guess, for the sport. And, yeah, we were just, yeah, absolutely frothing. Like we, all we wanted to, wanted to do was just surf, surf after meeting those boys. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it's such a cool experience getting to do that. Why I wanted to chat to you today, obviously you've had some really st- tough stuff going this year and that's kind of how we became connected. Can you fill me in on what January 2021 was like for you? Yeah, so it was pretty gnarly time. Well, kind of just beforehand, I actually, yeah, just got, I've been away for three weeks with uh, my brother and um, his partner and her family were over there as well. And um, yeah, we were just, yeah, camping, surfing and yeah, having a good time. And yeah, we come back. um, Yeah, he kind of got stuck into doing a bit of work in his house and we were planning on tiling uh, yeah, finishing off his bathroom at his house so he could sell it and him and his partner buying a property. Yeah, I ended up going back away surfing for a bit while he was doing a bit of demo and then I come back and, um, yeah, on the 10th of January, um, yeah, my brother took his own life. So, yeah, it's been super gnarly time but, yeah, it's crazy. I just want to yeah, get out and talk about it and, yeah. Hopefully people can hear the story and be inspired to get out and talk. Yeah, it's so beautiful the way that you are so open about talking about it and the last four or five days that I've got to spend with you have been really cool getting to know you and getting to see your mindset around it all and it's it's a very rare thing. What we've talked quite a lot about is the way that you say you can go either one way or the other way. Can you feel me in actually before we get to that, 
the lead up? Like you said, you went away with your brother for a little bit, but were there any signs? Were there any things that you could see? Because I know people listening to this are going to be so, I guess, observant around with the people around them now. But were there was there anything that you felt like you could see, or was it just one of those crazy? Yeah, moments? there was absolutely nothing at all. Um, yeah, we come back and literally had the best trip. Um, it was unbelievable, and like even to take it back from that, like Luke, um, he had suffered with mental health um, his whole life, like from a young age, like going through where most people go, like going to psychologists and everything and having medication. And I think, um, you know, that stuff can work for the right people. But I think for Luke, it kind of had the opposite effect at, at a younger age. He was, yeah, it was very hard, like with controlling his own emotion. And yeah, it was very tough with him growing up. But then kind of like the last three years, he's just been fantastic. Like, you'd never think that he'd be going through what he was to kind of get to that point and take his own life. And, um, yeah, we were so close. Even if he were down or I were down, we'd always call each other up and, you know, do whatever we can for each other. So, yeah, it was extremely scary kind of leading up and, yeah, that kind of coming to. But, yeah, we only spoke, um, I think it was about an hour and a half, would have been really from his time of death um, because yeah, he just asked to grab if I could grab a few things and, yeah, you'll see him in the morning. I love you heaps. And, yeah, that really shook me. It blew me away. I just couldn't believe it. When I got the phone call, I was just, yeah, absolutely gutted. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, can you tell me about that night? You've told me this story, but it's a, it, to me it's really interesting the way that you described yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was very weird, um, kind of pretty much where it would have been his time of death. I like, actually woke up in the middle of the night. I just all of a sudden I was just full of energy and just had like this weird like sick feeling in my stomach. So I actually got up and I was just doing some like work things on my computer and listening to a, a like, couple podcasts, um, yeah, for pretty much an hour and a half until I ended up getting – yeah, another call. Oh, sorry, I ended up getting the call from Luke's partner, Zoe, um, yeah, around like 3, 3.30, um, saying that Luke had taken his own life and I was just like, that was so weird. And it didn't really hit me until a couple of days later that like it's, it must have been like a weird spiritual thing. Like I haven't been much of like a spiritual person or anything my whole life, but this just really blew my mind like how I woke up when I did and just the feeling of it and, yeah, it just was crazy. Let's talk about the next couple of days almost after it because what was the experience like the next few days of grieving? What were the different kind of emotions that you felt and then that you saw the people around you feel? Um, it was really, um, for myself, was very interesting. I kind of... Like my whole mind, like from that day, I, everything in my mind like changed. Like I'm a very level-headed, like I know what I want kind of person, what I need to do, but that just flipped me and I just said to mum and dad, this will make us or break us and this isn't going to break us. This is going to make us who we are and uh, push forward and help people. But, yeah, I was just on an absolute adrenaline rush. I actually didn't sleep for probably three days. I... Um, yeah, 
I didn't start, I don't think my mum and dad did. I actually lived with mum and dad for nearly probably two weeks, I reckon, because, um, yeah, my mum's actually suffered with mental health her whole life and no parent should ever have to go through and go through this, to be, have to bury their own child. And my first thing was to be with mum and dad and keep everyone together and, yeah, we were all just, yeah, no one really slept and I'm not, mum and dad, yeah, I've never really heard my old man cry really before but, yeah, just to see dad break down how he did and same as mum just absolutely threw me and, yeah, really kicked me into gear and going in the direction I am. What's sort of your path now after losing your brother a couple of years younger than you, obviously a massive part of your life. What have you been doing for your own mental health now to try and build on not falling down to the trap of it breaking you and not letting it get you completely down and throwing your life off? Um, I actually, for once, I've finally like taken a step back from work. Well, I did for quite some time. I'm back working flat out now. But, um, yeah, I just completely stopped and I just wanted to get like my stuff together with mum and dad, really get my mental health kind of going strong. Um, so, yeah, we've just been talking a lot. Um, my family's very open about mental health. So I think for me it is uh, talking about it with people. I've been fortunate enough to be able to speak on like open platforms and kind of get the message out about what we're going through, hopefully so it can inspire others and like I'm not really a, an, an emotional person, I would call it. Um, like everyone has their emotions. I just kind of don't deal with it in a, like I kind of deal with things in a certain way. Like for me and dealing with my grief, I like to love to help people. Like I'm the first person, if someone needs something, I'm going to do it. So that's kind of my avenue now and that's, yeah, definitely the, my way of grief. So Yeah, it's a, it's a really special mindset to have and to have that ability to reflect back on the moment and see it as an opportunity to really make some positive changes in your life is such a special mindset to have. What's the sort of next steps moving forward? I know you've been doing some talks for some sport clubs and whatnot. What kind of things have you been trying to relay to people when it comes to mental health? Um, yeah, I've been trying to get out and actually kind of speak about um, our story a little bit, um, just to hopefully inspire others a bit that are going through a super hard time. Um, yeah, I've been, yeah, so fortunate to kind of have people come along and ask if I'd like. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com to do this or do that, uh, to talk about mental health. But for me, it's been getting out and just like the simple things, I think, like to be able to talk to one another, just your mates or if it's just someone like some random person, like just little things make such a difference. Um, 
But yeah, like for myself, like this is a big one. Like my mum, like she'll rock up to a coffee shop and we all do, like rock up to a coffee shop and we'll buy the person behind us their coffee. Like it might not seem like much, but like those little things, someone could be having the worst day of their life and that little thing could change their life of, you know, either their vision for the day or they might be having the thought in their head that they don't want to belong here anymore, that one thing could save someone's life and it's as simple as that. So, yeah, that's pretty big for me. And also, um, yeah, talking about values and how important it is um, to really hold each other close. You, You can't really take life for granted and people for granted if, like especially with like friends and family and anyone you really come across, you know, if you can be a, a good person and a good human, you know, we won't, I'm sure this kind of stuff will slowly start to kind of dwindle away and people start to feel a lot more confident with each other and in environments, I think. Yeah, I think that genuine connection and support and having those relationships that are open and honest is a massive key to lowering the suicide rate it's such a troubling thing here in Australia and around the world I think I speak for everyone that nobody wants any suicide in the world but it comes back to like you said doing those kind things for people and letting people know they're appreciated and letting people know that they belong because it's an interesting world we live in in our days and it seems like everybody's always trying to cut people down and get ahead but it takes more people like you to have that courage to stand up and ask people those tough questions sometimes like how are you doing and then actually listening and having that ability to understand and doesn't always have to be advice. Like what sort of what sort of skills do you feel like you have that you're proud of when it comes to listening to people and when it comes to hearing people out and offering advice where it can be offered? Um, I think I'm, yeah, I'm very like open-minded. Like I don't, I'm not someone to just go and just judge someone on something like, like I believe no one's perfect and everyone has their story. Everyone has their their hard trot in their life and everyone has moments in their life where they kind of regret what they did or something. But if you're willing to make amends for those things and make yourself a better, per, you know, like a better person going forward, like all those little things kind of uh, come together and I think kind of shape who you are and where you're going and that's kind of how it's been for me. So when I go to speak to someone, it's just like simple, I find simple conversations are fantastic, just asking how people are and um, if you can do anything for them to make their day a bit easier, like if it were someone at work or someone at home or, you know, just things like that, I find like very beneficial. It's just little things, but it goes a long way. Yeah, not only does it help the person, but it Funnily enough, it actually makes you feel really good. Well, it does for me anyway when you go and help somebody. It's actually a way to make yourself feel good. It's almost like a selfish, selfless act. Yeah. But another thing we had a chat about the other day was you were saying you really want to try and travel and take your parents away potentially later this year. What's the reason behind that and what's – I'm guessing it's probably got a lot to do with taking a step back from everything and just appreciating life. What's the goal with that? Yeah. Um, well, I haven't really stopped. I actually dropped out of school at the end of year. or well, I finished year nine and I got my trade. Um, like my school was all good and everything, but I really 
kind of needed a bit more help with a few things at school, which I kind of wasn't getting. And I was fortunate enough, uh, my dad's boss at the time offered me an apprenticeship and yeah, I kind of got going and I haven't really stopped, to be quite honest. Like I have had some good holidays in between, but yeah, I haven't really stopped for like 11 years or whatever it's been now. Um, and yeah, at the end of last year, we actually talked about doing a trip up, like doing a trip to WA uh, and see some family over there for Christmas and actually making a big trek out of it, like with my brother and my mum and dad and like, our partners and everything. And um, yeah, and take all the dogs over and everything and make a really good trip. And unfortunately, yeah, Luke ended up taking his life. And um, yeah, we just thought this isn't going to change us. Um, we're still going to do this. This is going to be our little trip for Luke. And um, yeah, hopefully just have an absolute ball of a time and yeah, spend some good quality time as a family is probably the best thing. Like I live probably an hour and 20 minutes, I think it is, from my folks' house. And like we're at, we, it's kind of crazy. We're on the phone. I probably speak to dad three times a day on the phone and same as mum, but we don't get to physically see each other, or especially the last year, I haven't been able to see mum and dad that much at all, um, which has also really changed kind of my perspective from when Luke passed. Um, all I've done kind of last year was just work, work, like every day, just stupid hours and because I thought I needed to have, you know, this, this and this in my life and I, yeah, then Luke passed and I was like, that really doesn't mean absolutely anything in the grand scheme of life. Your family and friends are exactly where it's at and where you need to be. So, yeah, that's kind of our little direction and vision and kind of where we're going. Yeah, it's like time's that most valuable asset and I'm sure yeah. you'd trade every every bit of money and every yeah. bit of valuable thing that you have to spend one more surf trip with your brother and that's what I think yeah. is really important. That's what something I've really got out of our conversation is having that time and really holding your loved ones close and telling them you love them and having those open conversations that yeah. can, yeah, really change your life. And another thing, the, the, talking about buying the person behind you a coffee is such a – you hear it all the time and it's, to be honest, it's something I've never done and it's something that I'm going to try and go and do today. So it's something I really want to get out in the world and it is something that I'm very proud of with the work I do, being able to give people the opportunity to experience some cool stuff and that's how we came in contact. Do you want yeah. to like, maybe tell a little bit of a story about how yep. we met? <laughs> yeah, um, so, yeah, I actually ended up yeah, giving you a message. It wasn't even out of anything. It's just, my yeah, myself and Luke used to listen to your podcast and, the perspective is really fantastic because I see it a lot. I've got a lot of friends that have played a lot of, um, yeah, elite level sport as well. And um, everyone everyone just kind of thinks all these people, these sports people live this dream life and they don't realise that actually their dream, well, what we think is their dream is actually their job. Um, and, yeah, people don't really understand that. And that's why myself and my brother really loved your podcast. And, yeah, we actually listened to that, yeah, all of that stuff together. And, yeah, when Luke um, passed away, I, the first, yeah, one of the first things I wanted to do was actually message you to say, well, I'm a big one for, like, really, um, yeah, getting behind people that are doing really good things. And I see what you're doing, for, obviously, from afar, and it's, like, absolutely fantastic to kind of see like what you're doing and the message you're push, putting across. So, yeah, I just, yeah, flicked you a message. I wasn't expecting a hit back or anything like that. I just wanted to kind of hopefully 
um, yeah, just kind of let you in a bit what's been happening with my life and my family and just to thank you for what you're doing and, yeah, yeah, um, come back to us and, yeah, it's been awesome. We've kind of hit it since. Yeah, it's um, so humbling. That message was something that really gave me a good perspective check on how lucky I am and how important not only this podcast but the work I've been doing in the mental health arena is and as difficult as it is, getting up every day, trying to make something work in an industry that's very tough and hearing these stories all the time, it's so special to know the impact that this podcast and the work can have. And that's, yeah, why it's so awesome that we got to bring you up here and experience these couple of days. And like you said, realize that sure, it does look like we have this perfect life, a lot of me and my friends, but getting to just include you and the few other guys that we had up there this weekend has been really special. But mate, it's been a beautiful chat. I know so many people are going to be very touched by your story and hopefully gather a couple of insights and a couple of hopefully new ways to look at life and new ways to take on life. And if they are going through something difficult, it doesn't even have to be the loss of a family member. But when you go through anything in life, I think it's really important to have that mindset of like, this can either make or break us. And I'm definitely not going to let it break me. And that's something that I'm learning a lot from you this last few days is changing that mindset to letting those experiences in our life be experiences that we can build and grow from, not something that we can let breakers because it's so easy to let that happen and it happens so often to people yeah it does definitely like yeah the mindset it's really hard like it's so easy to jump on the negative kind of bandwagon I find like to get you know good positive mindset it's just really hard and if we can do little things to get in that positive mindset and hopefully people can learn and listen is going to be massive like for me actually doing the meditation like we did this morning I've never really meditated before but that just chills me out and puts me in a good mindset for the day like it's little things like that that make a massive difference I think so. for sure I'm gonna give you two more questions what kind of advice would you because your mindset and the way that you've gone about it is something very special and something that I haven't seen very often the way that you've been looking at this what would be your biggest bit of advice to someone who's just lost a family member to suicide? Um, well, in my mind, it was either you can go down a really dark path and kind of think like, why me? Like you kind of will have those thoughts that's just nat- natural. It's going to happen. But you can think why me and do the, all these negative things that will kind of inflict your life in a negative way. Or you can say no that's not going to happen. I'm going to make myself the best human I can and I'm going to make my life the best I can but dial it back. Well, for me, it was just dialing it back. Like I don't need to be filthy rich. Like that kind of was my little ambition from like younger growing up and working. Like I need to have all these things and now it's just keeping my family together, holding my, you know, my closest friends close and, experiencing, like having good experiences by like going away. Like well, for me, when it comes to um, yeah, going through this stuff is like going away surfing and doing like little things that are good for your life. Um, you know, you need to have your outlets and your channels to, um, yeah, keep it like a clear mindset. Like unfortunately life does go on after death and it, yeah, it really sucks. It, it like makes me tear up every morning. Oh, well, well, even through the day, a song will come on and I'll think about my brother. But it can't break you as a person. Um, you just got to learn and, yeah, you just have to take it all in and learn from it and just keep pushing forward. 
in a positive way, you'll have your negative days. But, you know, there's so many things that you can really push forward and change your life. There's things that you haven't done in your life. Like, oh, I've really wanted to do that. I really want to make this a part of my regime for the day. Do that. Like, do what you need to do to be the best person you are. Yeah, I love that. Last question I ask everyone, what is a good human to Zach Huizler? Um, Being a good human has been, I think, being a humble person um, and doing the simple things for people. Uh, like they go a long way for changing someone's day or someone's life as a whole. I think overall just doing the simple things in life and not being so kind of cutthroat like it is nowadays, just taking a step back and um, enjoying life, I think, for what it is. Um Obviously, you got to, how do I put it? Like life is, you know, you have to work, you have to do everything you need to. But, you know, yeah, it's all about balance. And for me, I think, yeah, balance and just being a really nice person to people. Just doing the little things like going to the coffee shop, buying someone else's coffee. I think it's good karma. And, yeah, just those things change people. Mate, well, you are the definition of a good human. I've had an absolute ball having this chat and hanging out with you the last couple of days has been really special. So thanks for jumping on the podcast. And yeah, thank you so much. Zach Hoyes, everybody. If this interview has raised any concerns for you, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Good Humans was presented by me, Cooper Chapman. Producer, Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Listener. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.